in a world where one planet is made up of just ducks. There's one duck who's <laughs> kind of worthless, and he somehow gets transported to Earth and wants to have relations with Marty McFly's mom. This is that story. <laughs> Welcome back to Unmarvelous. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. I am Graham. I'm Amy. And Amy, what what time is it? Tool time. No, I no like what we're doing a new. Well, we're doing another. Oh, it's time for another <laughs> side quest. What side quest are we doing this time? Side quest number two with Howard Howard the Duck. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen this movie already, what I said in the beginning was, I was trying to set that up. Set yeah. that up for y'all. Yeah. I'm I'm sure they clicked on the episode and saw that like we we titled it. Yeah, that's Howard true. The Duck, Do so. people listen to podcasts on shuffle? That's a that's a good question. Does anyone do that? I mean Let us know. No one no one's emailing us. Yeah, still. we have not received this one a, email. This is still a joke. But <laughs> it's a running joke, but no one's emailing us. <laughs> I guess we're just that perfect. You mean even email us like what's your favorite uh, 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 recipe? Ooh yeah. Yeah, like what do you make when you're feeling all gloomy? Yeah, and let's see. This will come out in early June, I think. So yeah, we're still so COVID lockdown too. Yeah, like this is a rough time. Are you doing okay? Remember to be kind to yourself during this time. For sure. It's and, it's rough. And can I tell you that? Having a little bit of fun is is not a waste of time. Yeah, and somebody, Amy, just got Animal Crossing. I got Animal Crossing, and having a little bit of fun is not a waste of time. No, how many bugs have you caught? So many bugs. Does Blathers like any of them? He hates them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I could talk about Animal Crossing all day. Yeah, but let's we get into Howard the Duck before. The Duck. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we do a thing where we talk about what we knew about Yeah, it? we can, yeah. You want me to go first? Sure. Since I don't go first that often? Sure. I didn't know much. <laughs> uh, the only thing I knew when we watched Guardians of the Galaxies, he was in the end of it, and I was just like, oh, I think that's Howard the Duck. That's all I knew. And for some reason, I was wrong, but I thought Steven Spielberg was involved with this movie. That... Seems right. But he was not. Okay. So that's all I knew. It seems kind of like Steven Spielberg-y yeah. a little bit. Like 80s Yeah, well, Spielberg-y. I mean, back then it was. It seems like if it wasn't like Zemeckis or George Lucas or like Spielberg or Richard Donner, I guess, like. Yeah. So. Right. Well, I didn't know much either. Uh, this is a movie that I believe I've seen before. Uh, one of my friends in college wanted to watch it so we watched it but that was what like a million years ago when like, did we like eight when years ago wow um, eight to somewhere between eight and ten years ago that's a I watched long it. time ago so i didn't remember really anything about it which I had, is odd because there are very memorable parts in this movie i mostly remember that he was like a horny duck that's all i remembered oh fair enough yeah Okay. All right. Well, should we go ahead and 
do this? Yeah. Here's a fun fact, though, before we get started. Okay. This is the second theatrically theatrically released Marvel movie ever. Wow. Yeah, the first one was these, like, uh, it was like a Captain America movie from, like, the 40s. It was like a serial and then they had a bunch from like then till now or then till Howard the Duck they had a bunch of like TV movies and stuff but there was never any like theatrically released Marvel movies until that like 40 year gap. Huh. So this is number 2 in the release timeline. What was number 1? I it, Captain America. Oh, the one that we No. Oh, a different one. Yeah, that that yeah. I, yeah, I said that. I wasn't listening. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was one from like the 40s. I took a drink of coffee and I, I lost every everything you were saying. Okay. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. You're probably thinking about all those those dang old residents you got to help. Yeah. I, I mean, they're really helpless, but we don't need to talk about them right now. <laughs> okay. So... Howard the Duck, a city with two pink moons. Postcard from Michelle. Oh, I was just like, this was classic 80s beginning where they're just like panning across the room. And like, I'm just, I'm just noting different things that was in his house, I guess. So there was a postcard from Michelle that I guess didn't matter. Yeah, do you think who's Michelle? Do you think the two moons were like a nod to Tatooine? I wouldn't be too surprised because this was released in '86, mm-hmm. and A New Hope was what '78, '79, I think. '79. I don't know why. I think that it was. I know it was in the '70s, like the late '70s. Yeah, I bet you're right. Indiana Drake poster. It's a duck, <laughs> but Indiana Jones. There's a voicemail about a birthday sweater. And Howard uh, comes home from work. He has a, a beverage and a smoke, and he turns on TV. And there's also Play Duck magazine, and that's weird, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say there were statistically, like, more duck boobies than I thought there would be. Like, there was substantially... I saw so many duck boobs, which really, one pair of duck boobs is too much. Too much. But I saw more than that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we're not even, like... Yeah. Five minutes in? It really makes me wonder about these anthropomorphic ducks, because ducks don't have boobs i don't think because they're not mammals they're birds yeah and here's the other weird thing um ducks have like nine inch corkscrew penises oh yeah yeah they do and so i don't know it just kind of makes me wonder what he's packing and that's a weird thing to wonder yeah but they kind of open the floodgate for yeah it. they they sure do it's not a thing you want to wonder about but but here we are yeah thanks thanks Willard Hyuk. Yeah, thanks, Willard. He was a director. Thanks, Willard. So Howard's sitting down, and he feels this earthquake. He gets thrown back. This is where I pointed out weird duck boobs. 
Didn't but, but when he was in the the chair and he was like, Wah! didn't that kind of look like that ad for that stereo? Wasn't that what? Was the guy like sitting in the chair and Ooh. like the thing was blowing his? Ooh yeah. I, I haven't I, thought about that in a long time. Yeah, I was wondering if that was another like little nod. Seems right. That's pretty much all they did in the first yeah, like, there couple were, minutes yeah. was just all the references. Mm-hmm. So I bet you're right. Yeah, you were talking about duck boobies. Uh, mm-hmm. Flying on a chair, and it's not an earthquake. He's getting sucked up into the cosmos. Um, this was just a fun little thing. Their planet was egg-shaped. So, haha, fun. Which you gotta wonder what that's like for, like, their tides and stuff. Like, how that rotates on the axis. Yeah. This this movie just really makes you think. It really does. Really makes you think about <laughs> duck anatomy. <laughs> well, one yeah. more thing about the naked duck <laughs> in the in the bath. Like... <laughs> Man, she was living her best life. Yeah, she was. She was like just drinking some wine, just chilling in a bath, like a bubble bath. Oh, yeah. And then there's a dude like in a chair crashed through and she was like, whatever. I'm still like, it's it's girl time. That's right. I was, I was like, that's the that's the vibe we all need right now. That's that's the self-care we all need. Mm-hmm. And also the last pair of duck boobs in the movie. Yes. They like they, they they smashed that quota pretty early yeah, on. Yeah, they realized that there were too many and then they were done with it. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard's zooming through space, he flies to a different dimension, and it's in Cleveland. Some punks pick him up and a punk rock band is playing. Howard's running, he almost gets hit by a bus, and then the Satan's sluts biker gang. <laughs> Rides up. Satan's sluts. Satan's sluts. Um, he collapses in a trash can. And then, okay, for for a while here, not for very long, I called Beverly the Marty McFly's mom. Yeah. Um, I called her Hunger City Girl for a little bit because that was the song that they were playing. Ah, gotcha. So she is like part of this the punk rock band that was playing. Would you call it punk rock? Would I call it punk rock? I don't know. Would you like the Oh, would genre? I call it like the Oh no. Oh heavens no. That's okay. like that's like what punk that an eighty year old man is like, what are these kids listen to these days? Punk rock <laughs> I would make some punk rock. What would you call it then? I, it's it's it, it's kinda like uh I mean it sounds very kinda like new wavy. Yeah. Like like that eighties kinda like um, like it reminds me of who did that? Uh, oh, something about like a, a, a glass heart or something, and it mm. like shattered. What was that song? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you do the one. It's like, gosh, there's one that was like I don't, maybe it was heart. I don't know. Like okay. it seemed like a very heart esque kind of. Okay. God, what was that song? It's about a heart breaking because it was made of glass, and I just always kept thinking like it's because you have bad health care. That that part was a joke, but it was about a song. <laughs> About a heart made of glass, I think. Okay. Can you well, research department that really quick? Do, okay. Yes, I can. Heart of Glass by Blondie. Maybe that was it. What are the lyrics? Once I had a, a love and it was a gas. <laughs> <laughs> Soon turned out and had a heart of glass. <laughs> oh. Soon turned out and had a heart of glass. Seemed like the real thing, only to find mucho mistrust. <laughs> Love's gone behind. 
Does that sound? Yeah, that sounds kind of what I was talking about. But yeah, I mean, you get the, the very, general yeah, vibe. Yeah, it sounds like Blondie. I would. Yeah, I guess I was thinking more how they were dressed looked kind of more punky, but it doesn't sound like it. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, punk to me, like in the eighties, especially like like legit punk, was like Black Flag and like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the circle jerks and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, some jerks are taking Hunger City Girl and they're being real jerks. And Howard kind of saves her, I guess, because he knows quack foo. Hunger City Girl lets him know that he's on Earth in Cleveland. She takes Howard back to her apartment and all he does is criticize her apartment. Yeah, like, screw you, dude. No like, joke. Like, I get that you are you came from another planet, but, like, she didn't have to let you in the house. Nope. Sure didn't. I wouldn't have. Be like, hmm, you're kind of... <laughs> I don't think so. A, 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 a being that completely, like, should give me a paradigm shift yeah. and destroy my perception of reality. <laughs> Come on into my room, Come I guess. Come on in. Come on in. Um, I just wrote that her band is called Cherry Bomb... And that Hunger City Girl is Beverly. Howard went to medical school, but he dropped out. And he's now an advertising copywriter. Which is funny that that was, like, the, like, ugh, job back then. Yeah. Because like, it seems like somebody was like, what's, like, the worst job you could have? And that's not even, like, as, like, a cliche, I don't feel like that would be... What yeah. people would choose now? Yeah. Like, I feel like now they'd be like an accountant. Yeah, for sure. Because a copyright advertiser kind of sounds interesting. Yeah, I would. I don't think I'd mind it. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. Howard wants to get back to his duck universe, and he falls asleep on Beverly's bay window. She, she pets his hair feathers. We are concerned <laughs> about interspecies sex. Yeah. She goes through his wallet and looks at at his pictures and he has a mallard card and some cash with George Washington the duck and there's also a very small condom that's not in the package Beverly says Howard and I'm guessing it's because he doesn't know how to properly store his condoms again I'm just like <laughs> how long was it because I don't like that I have these questions I just don't like seeing a condom just, like, in a wallet. Like, at least leave the packaging yeah, on it. That but w- also, you shouldn't have a condom in a wallet. That Well, that's, like, a big... That's, like, a thing dudes used to do. Yeah. And, like, because I know that, like, it used to be, like, you'd, you'd put it in your wallet and, like, you would hope that it would rub against it so it would leave that imprint of the condom. Ew. Yeah, so then you could be like, yeah, I, I, have a, I need a condom in my wallet enough that the outline gets rubbed off, no pun intended, and then you could see, like, that there's a condom in my wallet. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I, knew... I mean, I think that's, like, an older guy thing. Yeah. I knew they were, like, kept in wallets, but isn't that a bad idea? Oh, yeah. That's a horrible idea. Yeah. Because, like... It makes them less effective, right? Yeah. And not to mention, if you just have it out, like, what, did he use it and was like, I'll get rid of it later? Yeah, ew, ew. I don't know, like, it was just wrapped up, because, and also, because, like, they're usually, you know, they're all lubricated and stuff, so it would dry out, yeah. too. Or leave his wallet slimy. Yeah. Uh, again, things I don't want to <laughs> think about, but he, here we are. Um, Thanks, George Lucas. 
Make sure you're properly storing your condoms. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, please. Um, this has been your sex ed talk. Let's move on. But we might come back later. We might come back later. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly puts Howard in a bag and brings him to the Natural History Museum. Uh, scientists, a scientist interrupts a meeting to say that nothing is happening. Tim Robbins. Yeah. He is excited about the duck. The scientist, I keep calling him the scientist. We find out later he's a lab assistant, but I didn't know that at the yeah. time I was writing these. Um, he talks like Donald Duck to um, try to communicate better with Howard. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh. Uh, scientist is asking weird stuff to see if Howard has superpowers. And then Beverly and Howard try to leave. This is when we find out the lab assistant's theory about Howard, where it's like it was evolution, but instead of it starting with like a, a primate, it was duck. So that's why Howard came to be or something. In a world where ducks were humans. <laughs> and then I just wrote, the guy is a lab assistant, so they head out. Beverly and Howard argue. Man with a sandwich looks at them confused. Kids come up and start touching him. He calls the children mutants. <laughs> um, yeah, so then they just keep arguing, and then Beverly leaves. And then Howard goes to employment services. This was such a weird part in the movie. Because this... I, I said this during the movie. Like, So sometimes like in trilogies... It was like the first movie just kind of sets up the world. Second movie, maybe it's a continuation or like there's a new kind of thing going on. And then it was like in a lot of movies, there's like the third one. I feel like they run out of ideas sometimes. And so it'll be like, oh, we won the lottery. And then they like go to a place and then like, oh, no, it's not what we thought it was. Or like, we go back in time. This part of the movie felt like. Oh no, Howard the Duck's unemployed. What's he going to do? Yeah. It made, I was like, why is this part in the movie? Yeah. It doesn't really do anything and it doesn't go back anywhere. It was really strange. Yeah. It's a good point. Like this movie was like two hours. Yeah. They did not need this scene in it. They sure didn't. I just wrote, Cora May is determined to find him a job. And then it's really strange how horny this duck is. So let's let's just skip past that for right now. Uh, we don't need to we don't need to dive right back into duck sex. So, um, so Howard gets a job distributing towels at some like hot tub sexy club, mm-hmm. where like people just go and sit in hot tubs and make out or something. Yeah. <laughs> Are those things? I don't know. But talk, about, things? talk about safe sex practices, though. Oh, dear. Oh, my. His manager is a jerk. He throws him in a hot tub, and he doesn't know how to swim. Howard gets out and then pushes his manager in goo. Yeah, what was that? Was it, what, like, I'm just going to ask, was it just a tub full of shit? I don't know. Because it kind of looked like it. He said something about... A pipe or something being backed up, so maybe. So it was a hot, it was a literal hot tub full of shit. Might have been. Neat. Howard is forlorn, walking on the street, sitting on a bench. He gets off the bus, and people are freaking out about him. Wouldn't they have noticed him when he got on the I bus? I wondered that, too. I. <laughs> 
There's some inconsistencies in, like, tone with this whole movie. Yeah. Howard watches some news about ducks, duck hunting season. Have you ever seen a commercial about duck hunting season? No. Have you ever seen any sort of news programming about duck hunting? No. Did you know that people duck hunt, like, that, yes. that emphatically? I think I did know that. Okay. Yeah. So two out of three. Two out of three. <laughs> um, Howard gets all nervous about it and runs, and then he stumbles upon Cherry Bomb playing. Howard finds Beverly's manager. Being Wait, hold on, though. They find Cherry Bomb, and she's singing a song that sounds a whole awful lot. Like, the lyrics are like, Oh, I had a, a guy, and then we <laughs> didn't really see how to why, and then he left, and I feel so empty and sad. Like, yeah. I, it's kind of weird. It's really weird. He's a duck. Yeah. <laughs> so Howard finds Beverly's manager being a jerk, and he asks for the girl's money and then blows smoke in their face. Uh, they throw him down the bar. Howard starts beating them up. With his quack foo, I'm quack sure. Foo, quack yeah, foo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Manager lets the girls out of their contract. Howard meets up with the band... And then I said, Beverly said she missed him. What? <laughs> yeah. How long have they known each other? Less than a half day. A, half a day? Yeah. Yeah. Silly. But I always have a problem with, like, on-screen romances. Yeah, like, you, I... You gotta, you gotta let us know that some time has passed so that those feelings or whatever can develop a little bit. Yeah. And I never thought I would say that I uh, don't appreciate a human having a relationship with an anthropomorphic uh, animal. Of course, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's also <laughs> in play. <laughs> the lab assistant shows up with pizza and starts talking like a duck. Which we find out later, because I was really confused for a lot of this, that he is dating like one of the other musicians in their band. And that's how Yeah. Um, Marty McFly's mom knows... The lab assistant. Yeah. Robbins. He says he has a new theory with an ancient race of large ducks or something. <laughs> I don't know. Does it matter? Beverly asks if Howard has a place to stay, and he says no. He gives the girls their money and tells them their manager is out of the picture. The lab assistant takes a feather out of his tail, and he says only his pride hurts. Howard listens to some music and plays the keyboard in Beverly's apartment. She thinks maybe he could be their manager. How about that? This this duck I just met, he could be our new manager. I'm just going to have you in charge of my livelihood. <laughs> Howard and Beverly are in bed. They're definitely going to bone. I don't like this. I don't like it. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Not good. Not and good. he clearly wasn't interested. Yeah, that's what was so strange. That that's actually not what I would say was the the most strange. But <laughs> that was <laughs> that's part of what was so strange. <laughs> not that it was a duck and a human woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I guess he just gives off this real like I'm horny all the time vibe. So that's why yeah. I thought it was strange. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, it was just, yeah, it was so But also, weird. yeah, a duck and, yeah, flirting with a duck. I mean, thankfully, she was like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
wink. The, yeah, that's what somebody says when they get turned down. Yeah. I didn't want it anyway. Oh, I was just kidding. Good night. Good night. I'm not mad about anything. Lab assistant, another guy, and the principal from Ferris Bueller are at the apartment. Which I just, I need to get this out of the way right now. It really, it's weird to watch this movie with him in it because he's uh, like a registered sex offender and a pedophile. Oh, just want no. to get that out of the way. I didn't know that. Yeah, he um, got in trouble. Like he got found like having like child porn on his like computer or something. And he was trying to solicit sex from like a 17 year old kid, like a boy. That sure puts a different twist on the way I'm viewing this movie. With that guy? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I don't think he got caught until like a couple of years, maybe like five, six years ago. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, and that, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of there's a lot of speculation go here and there, but like, yeah, that guy he is he is a registered, <laughs> like tried and found guilty. Okay. Yep. All right. There it is. There it is. I just wanted to say that because I felt like I needed to put that out there. Sure. So anyway. <laughs> like you can still enjoy this movie and you can still enjoy Beetlejuice. You're not going to enjoy this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can still enjoy Beetlejuice and also be like he's a shitty person. So the scientists lost control of their laser spectroscope and it hit Howard's planet and it dragged him through space. And in the lab, one of his feathers fe- fell, and so that's how they figured it out or something. I don't know. Yeah, the science, the science is very happened. loose on this movie. Science happened, and Howard's here. The scientists are trying to figure out how to send him home, and then Beverly says she'll miss him again. Well, they want to send him home so they can also make a connection to that world and then just, like, travel back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, then she's like, I'm going to miss you. I'll miss you so much. Here, have this picture to remember Here. me by. Here's a picture. How are you going to forget that you met a human woman? <laughs> and woman, how are you going to forget you met an anthropomorphic duck man right. that you almost had sex with? Right. So on the duck planet, are there, like, small humans? Whoa, that's a good question. Like, I wonder if they're, like, like in zoos. Yeah. So it's almost like a Planet of the Apes kind of thing. Yeah, or maybe humans are just like at ponds and stuff, just like lazily floating. Yeah. And then they like people That's throw, what I'd be doing on throw, the like, planet, just lazily floating. Yeah, and then like you <laughs> have these ducks. Bread. I was going to say like pizza bites. And like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, please do not feed pizza bites to the humans. Man, that's the life. Send me to Duck Planet. They're getting fat and they're not moving. Floating along and eating pizza bites. The dream. Howard gets sentimental about Beverly's alley and it's hard for him to leave. Phrasing. Phrasing. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Um, They drive to Dynatechnics and alarms are going off. And that's the place where the... The laser beam was. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Guy comes out and says they have no right to tamper with the universe, and it's not looking good. And he says, "Holy Toledo!" And <laughs> the, the, yeah, the sciency stuff is not looking good. Th- things are not going well. The scientists keep losing control of whatever they're doing, and then Jenning disappeared. Who is the Ferris Bueller principal? What if they brought? 
something else down this time? Oh, that was the question. What if we brought <laughs> <laughs> What if we brought something else down this time? Whoa. Lieutenant comes in and tells cops to take Howard's duck suit off, but it's not a suit. Uh, uh, yeah, the cop mildly from... Mildly amusing. Which, that's the cop from CSI. I'm oh. pretty sure. Hmm. Howard drops a cigar in a trash can and has the cop check it out, and then he jumps on him, and Beverly gets the gun and makes him give her the key. To uncuff... Howard. Yeah. Gotcha. The cops are after Howard. They stumble upon Dr. Jennings, the Ferris Bueller principal. Jennings talks about the malfunctioning with the spectroscope or whatever. The three of them leave. They break through the gate with Jennings' car. And I said, Dr. Jennings probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, because he kept doing that, like, oh! Like, in, in acting, this is called indicating, where it's like, you're like, oh, no, what's over there? And, like, you point, and everybody looks over to, like, this one place. And he, he kept being like, oh, no, it's like my insides are, oh. what He said something really specific. It was like, I feel like my insides are being replaced with alternative organs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jennings says, the world is in great danger. Evil has landed. <laughs> no, it's I'm fine. Trying. It's fine. I'm trying. Jennings ain't doing so car uh, so hot, and the car goes off the road. Jennings is possessed by someone or something, and they go into a, a Cajun sushi restaurant. This is such a weird '80s thing. So strange. A cute waitress comes to serve them. Her name is Crystal. Jennings says. I no longer need human food. You know who he now that your 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 uh your accent of him, your interpretation of him, you know who he kind of reminds me of? No. The men in black dude. Sugar. Sugar water. Hmm. I need water and sugar. You remember that guy? Not very well, no. He was like the farmer that got like the cockroach dude got stuck in his body and then he went home. I think the last time we, I watched that was with you like six years ago. Oh, well, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, it's a very similar setup, but the Men in Black guy did it much better. And he's also not a pedophile, so. I got to. Yeah. That I know of, I guess. It's true. Jennings says, the end of the world is coming. And the waitress asks if he's one of those, like, TV evangelists. <laughs> that was pretty good. There's there some were, zingers in this. There were maybe four funny jokes. Yeah, but I couldn't stop watching. Yeah. So we find out that Jennings has been taken over by the dark overlord of the universe. The laser beam released him from a region of demons and pulled him down into the lab, and he entered Jennings' body. The Legion of Demons <laughs> gonna come down through a laser beam. <laughs> I just wrote, this is in quotes, hostility is like a psychic boomerang. I think oh, the waitress that, no, said Oh, yeah, the waitress said that because he was like, oh, because uh, uh, they, they ordered a special and they brought it and it was an egg, like a fried egg. Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> well, they should have looked at the menu. 
Be kind to your waitresses. It's interesting, Amy. You know what's interesting? What? It's interesting that Duckburg also uh, apparently developed the exact same English language. Oh, yeah. Because how would he... I was going to say, well, he probably can't read the menu. He absolutely can read the menu. Yeah, that's a good point. Is it called Duckburg? I just... That was the first thing that came to my head. Okay, because that's um, in DuckTales, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it sure is. (laughs) Well, now it's probably canon. Yeah. (laughs) Jennings' eyes turn all glowy and the ketchup and mustard rattle. The 80s lightning effect. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. If there's a movie with that in it, it's generally a good movie, except for this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the best lightning effect movie? Well, I think we've talked about this before, but... Uh, the first one I always think of is Highlander. The first one I always think of is Ghostbusters, mm. but the best one is Highlander. Yeah. The end of it. Oh, man. So good. There will be. Seriously. There, there can be only one, right? There can be only there one. There can be only one. You guys need to watch Highlander. So it's good. It's unironically a pretty solid movie. But also a little ironically. <laughs> I really enjoy unironically. I mean, but I like it. Yeah. But I don't know to what extent is ironic and... Unironic. Well, because now I have not. a new metric that I can judge that by, and it's this movie. Okay. <laughs> the Overlord is planning on bringing mo- more Mo. <laughs> the Overlord mo, 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 is planning mo, 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 on bringing Mo, 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 Mo Overlords <laughs> <laughs> to Earth. Some rednecks make fun of Howard. Did people actually do this stuff, like just come up to someone's table and start bullying them? Because I feel like this is not the first time I've seen a scene in like an 80s movie where just some like truckers or rednecks or something like come up to a table of people and are just like, hey, what are you doing here? And start like, like I could see I could see some rednecks doing that. But most truckers that I've ever known and like seen have just been like, if they're at a restaurant, they're like, I'm tired. Right. Like Leave they, me alone. They don't have time to just pick a fight. But like some <laughs> rednecks, absolutely. Because like, remember that one documentary about that guy that was like a, a brony, and he had on his pickup like all these brony stickers, and he was like, and he lived like in the south, and he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that they come and see my car, and it gets it gets scratched, and Aww. yeah. Do you not remember that Poor we watched that? Brony. What was that movie? We watched it. I remember what you're talking about, but yeah. I don't remember any specifics from it. It was something like, I just remember this guy was like, yeah, they, I got to be careful when I, like. Aw, poor little brony. Like, can't be, have brony pride on these parts. <laughs> People should be allowed to like things. They, they can go a little far. <laughs> Bronies can go a little, a little far. Yeah, but... <laughs> a little far. <laughs> but they should still be allowed to like things. So people grab the duck and start seasoning him. Beverly yells that Howard is her boyfriend. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, was that supposed to be a ploy? I guess. Or was that just like... I don't know. <sighs> the dark overlord glows blue. He must have ate the chili. That's a quote. <laughs> I don't know. Must have ate the chili. Well, the cool thing, too, about the Dark Overlord 
during this time is that, like he his makeup progressively gets like creepier. Yeah. To the point that he like kind of turns into what Doctor Robotnik looks yeah. like, not the Jim Carrey version, but like the cartoon version. Right. Mm-hmm. Redneck saying it sounds like a bunch of hooey. The Overlord sets fire to the kitchen, and they need the code key. The Dark Overlord starts destroying the restaurant and traps Howard and Beverly in the restaurant because he wants the code key. Which is the thing that would make the laser beam work. Howard falls, and Beverly is upset, and there's more blue lightning, and the Dark Overlord grabs Beverly, and Howard wakes up, and the Overlord is in a truck, and he's driving away with Beverly. Yes. (laughs) The Overlord needs to grow in a human body, or they can't exist on Earth. So that's why he's taking Beverly to the laser. Seems like some retconning before necessary. Define retconning. So, yeah, so that's like if you have a movie and then they make like a prequel or they make a sequel and then they like try to explain, like recontextualize things that have already happened. So, like if they made a sequel and then then they said that in the sequel. And so, like, let's say in the sequel, somebody was like, why didn't they just come down without a like, why do they have to go into a body? And then somebody in that movie was like, oh, well, they had to have a host. Okay. That would be like retconning in the movie to make that make sense. Okay. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Kind of. I'm trying to think of a really famous example of retcon. Because I feel like most nerds would would know. Here, one second. Yeah, most nerds, but not this one. Okay. Retcon is a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation on on previously described events typically found used to facilitate a dramatic plot shift or account for an inconsistency. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, retroactive continuity I is what that stands like for. like Harry Potter did that a couple times. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, I, like there was like one of them that was like, uh, in the Simpsons movie where they, like the dome thing was in there. Yeah. Like, they, they like, kind of uh, talked about that in the, the later series of because they were like, why don't you just dig underneath it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder if the midi-chlorins would be a retcon, if mm. you'd count that as a retcon. Okay. I get it th- now, though, yeah. so. But, like, it seems like that was, like, they were doing that before they needed to. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I gotcha. The Overlord's got a weird tongue. He's getting energy from, like, the cigarette lighter thing or something. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah, I sure do. Because I accidentally burnt a friend with one once. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Because we would joke, like, that we would do that. Uh-huh. And, like, it, I accidentally pushed it in. Oh. And I didn't, we were talking and I didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's why those shouldn't be things anymore. I, I mean, think they're they, not really. I mean, they still have the slot, have, but they don't. Yeah. 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 Howard finds the lab assistant in a cop car. The lab assistant and Howard run away from the cops, and they try to figure out transportation, and they end up finding a makeshift airplane. <laughs> I have so many questions about this part, but <laughs> you keep going. Would you like to ask one? Why was the lab assistant in a police car at the Cajun sushi place. 
<laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. I have no answer for it. Also, why was there a makeshift airplane in the back of a Cajun sushi place? Yeah, they said it was like someone's hobby or something. They just wrote it off as someone's weekend hobby. Whose? Whose? <laughs> Whose? <laughs> So this is, here's my question for the whole thing. Why is the duck steering the plane? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Because he clearly doesn't know, like, the assistant was like, oh, we can get this thing up and running. So shouldn't he have yeah. been running it? Why was he not the pilot? So the overlord uses his powers to break into the machine or something. The lab assistant wants the duck to trust his instincts and fly better. The cop cars run into a car full of flour. Classic. Classic. It's like uh, in Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're just like moving the glass back and forth. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Or um, I was thinking of... Truck full of pigeons or something. Yeah, or like or, Back to the Future when Biff and them run into the... Back to the Future 2 when they run into the... Or no, Back to the Future 1 when they run into the manure cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pointed out a Wilhelm scream, but we didn't. I didn't write the time down this time, so you'll just have to find it on your own, I guess. Yeah. Howard and the lab assistant are still flying. The Overlord is running into people in. The Overlord is running into people in the truck. The Overlord zaps a cop, and then blows up a lot of cars. The cops are shooting at the plane. And it's not looking too good for Howard and the lab assistant. Da da da. Da da da. Howard tells him to fix the plane. Mass chaos. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Ducks and humans living together. <laughs> <laughs> they fly into the water. As we know, Howard can't swim. Hey, there, there's where it comes back. There's where that hot tub scene comes back. Oh, yeah, because they did have to set that be, up. He yeah. says he can't swim, so that's, yep, that's why they needed that in there. Uh, skin solid, this, I keep going, I, I can't <laughs> word at the moment. I was going to say. <laughs> Words look I real hard for you, I was going right to say, now. like, skin tight uh, writing, but it came off as skin, <laughs> skin, skin flabby <laughs> wing doodles. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dark Overlord starting the spectroscope with Beverly under it. Howard. In a very James Bond-like oh, contraption. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Would you care to talk about James Bond some more? No, no. It's fine. Okay. Although there was one. I'm just kidding. But there is one that was seemed kind of similar to this, but I won't you. Can you point it out. That's fine. We might have James Bond fans listen to it, listening to us. Ah, they'll know what it is. They'll know. <laughs> Howard and the lab assistant try to figure out how to save Beverly. Howard hits a button and a little cart thing flies in. Um, the Dark Overlord does some zappies. This is the part in the movie where I would just say pew pews, I guess. Yeah, well, the thing that they, the thing you kind of glossed over a little bit was that they found Howard and the lab assistant found a weapon that had a fancy name that was like a D pew pew atomizer. That like they were gonna give to the United States government and they didn't want it or something or it was too expensive for the government. Yeah. So they just had this like nuke in their closet. 
as you do. And then they attach it to a golf cart. Uh, this is when I wrote, I hate that Howard calls the lab assistant Filzy. I don't know why I hate it so much, but it reminds me of when Graham says wipey. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you say wipey. When I say wipey. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm so, so the coronavirus is kind of the, uh, occurring. Or yes. You know, it's, well, it might not be when you're. It's probably going to be occurring when you're. Probably still occurring. Yeah. Um, we're in April right now, and so we have Lysol wipes that we use to like wipe down our groceries and stuff. And um, every time Graham calls them wipies, and I hate it. <laughs> I don't even I wish, realize that I'm doing. I that. wish I didn't hate it so much, but I just hate it the most. And we need to stop. We need to stop the coronavirus so I can. Not hear the word wipey anymore. <laughs> I honestly didn't know that I was doing that. Have I been doing it the whole time? I've even pointed it out sometimes. Have I, like, you? I've been like poking fun, like, oh, you're saying wipey. I don't <laughs> remember that. Like, have I genuinely been doing it the whole time? Yes. You say wipey huh. every time. <laughs> Just call it a wipe. Well, it's a wipey. <laughs> <laughs> call it a sanitizing wipe. A sanitizing wipey. <laughs> I don't know why I hate it so much. I just do. It's just one of those words that... So I have, like, some words that I hear and, like, in my in my brain, the the color in my brain turns, like, blackish red. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. The color in your <laughs> brain. Do you ever, like, think about things in their, like, colors? N- no. So, like, when something makes me cringe or, like, I don't like it, there's some words that, like, turn whatever's in my brain, like, reddish black, and makes me cringe. Are you you from Duckburg? Maybe. (laughs) I have, no, that is not how my brain works. Like, when I... When I try to do a math problem, and it doesn't... (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't... And it doesn't turn out... Like, if I'm not getting a number that I think that I need to get, then it, like, my, whatever is in my brain turns, like, red. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Oh, that's, that was so weird. No, I don't, my, I do not have brain colors. The, do any of you have brain colors, that's or am so I the weird. weird one? You all, like, I think we already talked about this before, but you also spell every word, like, in your head, too. I spell every word. Um, yeah. Well, not always, just if I'm, like, really, really intent on the conversation, I guess. Uh, so if I'm, like, listening to someone, then I will, like, type out whatever they're saying in my head. And that includes sound effects, which is super irritating. Bing, bang, boing, boing. Yeah, so B-A-N-G. That's why you repeat sound yeah. effects that I make. Yeah. And very monotone. I'll be like, bing, bang, boing. And you're like, bing, bang, yeah. boing. Yeah, B-I-N-G, Bing, bang, boing. Oh, this is, I, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't brains wild? Hey, how do you guys think about things? What how is, do you sleep at what night? What is your method of thinking? Do you think in the internal monologue or whatever? I do that. Yeah. I do think, it, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, some people don't have that. So, you know, if you don't, send us an email. Send us an email. And tell us what color it is when you're writing it. Tell us what color. And if 
And if cringing, if something that's cringeworthy turns your color a different color. See, I thought you were going to say, like, that stupid thing where it's like, oh, moist makes me feel gross. No, I'm okay with moist. Yeah, I don't, like, moist is an okay word. Wipey is one. Um, (laughs) Enthused is one. I don't like the word enthused. Makes my brain color red. I I, I had a friend that, like, irrationally hated the word grotto. Hmm. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's probably similar. Like, I recognize that enthused is a word, but I hate it. Yeah, but I mean, grotto is like a. There's not another word you could really use for grotto. Like enthu, like you're excited, you're enthusiastic. Enthusiastic you're, is. Yeah. What about what conversate? I, ooh, I just hate conversate. That's more of like a purplish though than a reddish. <laughs> some some words are more cringy than others. <laughs> I hate conversate, but it's not as bad as enthused. <laughs> Isn't life wild? Anyway, what about Howard the Duck? Yeah, um, I do have a stud muffin McCanson pants the third <laughs> out here. And the, I mean, you already mentioned it. I just wrote down that you said that the Overlord looks like Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. So, already been mentioned, but... I always like to add the little stud muffin, make handsome pants to their notes. <laughs> Overlord and Howard are on a cart face-off. Overlord spits, and it's like acid or something. Explosions. Dr. Jennings says the evil isn't inside of him anymore, but the dark Overlord is still here. Beverly and the lab assistant are arguing. While filzy. The- yeah, filzy. I hate it. Black it blackish red. <laughs> are arguing while the evil comes out. It's some sweet claymation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I even wrote that. Oh, yeah. It's a sweet-looking monster. This is what I'm here for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monster does some zappies. It reminded me of, uh, like, Ray Harryhausen kind of stuff, who did, like, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Mm -hmm. I love any of that kind of old claymation stuff though yeah because it also reminded me again of ghostbusters yeah um this is when i wrote i will say that i like that howard is scared about this happening because it seems like a lot of the superheroes that don't realize they're superheroes just like start fighting people yeah it's a stretch calling howard the duck a superhero He's okay, a, he's I'm just a, a fucking duck. I, like he's not. There's nothing about him that's super. I guess I'm not calling. I didn't mean to call him a superhero. <laughs> I'm just saying that in other Marvel movies, it's like they're kind of put into a situation. Yeah, I, I know feel you're like saying they should be more um, not enthused, <laughs> <laughs> apprehensive mm-hmm. about. Um, like just stepping up and well, starting a fight. But the thing, it's funny that you that like we're talking about this now because like Howard the Duck is basically a really crappy version of Superman. Like he's not a superhero. He's just like he's just a alien who can't do anything. Yeah. It's like if Dilbert went on Mars. So the Overlord monsters got Howard with his weird tongue thing, and he saws it off. And there's green goo. Good stuff. More zappies. More chaos. The monster kind of looks like Vagina Dentata. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Huh. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Teeth, 
You probably don't need to. It's not great, but it's, you know, it's, it's one. It's it's, it's a, a movie. movie. It's a movie <laughs> that for some reason I enjoy. Um, but it's not great. I, it's not one I'd recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Howard gets the monster with a pink laser zappy thing. Beverly and the lab assistant seem to be doing okay. More overlords are coming down. If he zaps the overlords, he'll never get home. It's okay because Beverly, I guess. He says goodbye, duck world. Beverly cries over Howard and says their world didn't treat him good, but he saved it. Howard is okay. He hugs Beverly. And then and then the cherry bomb's playing. Such an 80s thing. Yeah. We don't know how to end the movie. Let's just do a song, I guess. Yeah. It's a banger, though. Yeah, it slaps. Yeah, it's good. So Howard's the new manager of the band, and um, he comes out on stage, and people like him. Rah, yeah, rah. You can only assume that yeah. they now have sexual relations. Yeah. Still something I don't want to think about. I did not have sexual relations with that <laughs> duck. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what I thought about the movie to give you sure. a little bit of a break here. Um, boy, howdy. This was a trip. Like, this is kind of what I was talking about with, like, the difference between, like, this and Highlander. Like, Highlander, I think, is a great movie. I know a lot of people say, like, Highlander's, like, awful and that's why you should watch it. Like, I genuinely enjoy Highlander. This movie is not a good movie. Like, there's nothing about this movie except for, like, some of the special effects are pretty neat. But, like, this, it's not good. But I enjoy it because it was bad. Yeah. Um... It was just so bizarre. Like, the first half of the movie... And, like, it was so bizarre. Like, the tone of the movie kept changing. Like, a lot of the characters... Like, in the beginning, Filzy was, like, legit bonkers. And then he slowly got more grounded. Yeah. And that didn't make any sense. Um, I felt like Marty McFly's mom, her character kept changing a lot, too. I don't know. It just was really weird. The humor was really hit or miss. I don't know. It was just a very, like, this was such an 80s movie. I think there's a lot of potential, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they could bring Howard the Duck into the, Mar- the MCU. That would be kind of fun. That would be, I think. Because, like, did you ever play the game Conker's Bad Fur Day? No. Do you know of it? Nope. So, like, Nintendo, like, Rare made, like, Banjo-Kazooie and the original, like, Donkey Kong Country and Diddy Kong's Conquest, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they wanted to make a new game that was, like had that same cutesy thing, but it was for adults. And so, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day is, like, super, um, I mean, for the time, it was, like, vulgar and South Park-ish. Like, when South Park was, like, oh, my God, whoa, what are they doing? Um, And I feel like they, Marvel could do the same thing with Howard the Duck. Like, they have that ability really easy. Yeah. And it would be great. Mm -hmm. So, on an ironic scale, I would give this movie, like, an 8 out of 10, like, if you want a bad movie to watch that's great, sure, this is a great movie. Yeah. But just, like, just as a movie, like a, like a 3 out of 10. Okay. So, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I guess I agree with you that it was pretty entertaining, but I also like watching bad movies. I don't know what else to say that you haven't already said. So I can just say that I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think for my 
What'd you say? Unironics? So, so like, my ironic uh-huh. was 8 out of 10, and yeah. my unironic was 3 out of 10. My ironic was would probably be a 7, and then my unironic would be, like, a 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if yeah, if you're looking for a weird, kind of funny... Movie of its time. Y- yes. Like then, a, if you want to see like just a weird eighties movie that you might not have seen. Right. Yeah. It's it's very very eighties. So if that's what you're into, then if you're also curious what duck boobies look like. Yeah. Um. Who isn't? Me. I wasn't, but now I know. <laughs> now I know. Now you can check that uh, that that little box off. The box is checked. All right. Well. So what's our next movie? Oh, that's a good question. I put my laptop away because I was done with my notes. Uh, I think it is the one about superheroes. Oh, yeah, that one. Beep pop, beep pop. No, not. I New hope York. it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but it wouldn't be. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be. Is it the next Captain America? That's what I'm thinking it is. I think it's Captain America. Civil War or whatever? Captain America, Civil War. Okay. This is now Phase 3. Wow. And then it's Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We can get through Captain Captain America. I hope that there's the fighting like it has been in the Captain America movies. I did see Captain America a long time ago, the Civil War one, mm-hmm. and I remember liking it. Okay. So I think you'll like this one. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, bye, y'all. See you later, nerds. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, or if you want to tell us about if you have an internal monologue or not, then feel free to email us at unmarvelouspodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at unmarvelouspodcast and Twitter at unmarvelouspod. Later, nerds. So there's no end scene, but I think what we should do for these side quests, because they're most likely not going to have an end credit scene, is just say something a little nice to our listeners. Yeah, like, so, I mean, honestly, guys, really, right now, this pandemic thing is happening, and it's really stressful, and it's really crazy. Yeah. So, like, honestly, guys, be okay with yourself right now. Yeah. Just like, do think about just doing maybe one little thing a day. Yeah, I mean, let yourself be you. Like right now is so crazy that you can't judge your self-worth based off of the world we lived in before the pandemic. Right. You're doing good. You're doing do good. Do one good thing for yourself every day. Do one good thing. One little even little tiny 5-minute thing. Whatever you have the energy for. Yeah, and just know it is going to get better. We hope. It'll well, I think we'll adapt. I think we True. will. I think we'll adapt. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We will. So, thanks for listening. Um Yeah, we hope you're doing all right. Yeah, take care of yourselves, guys. <laughs>